Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being, we do the hard work and then we share what we feel is the most important pieces of information with you. Yep. Uh, we're not experts in anything that we talk about, though. This is just a summary of what we found out. But hopefully, by sharing some of the knowledge with you all, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole load of things. Sounds good to me, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, which is the Super Bowl. I don't know if you know this, Ollie, but do you know I used to live in America? America! You love America, don't you? This is a topic that is close to my heart. (laughs) Uh, That's not true, but I would like to think at least I know a smidgen about this. This is finally something I might know a little bit about. We're not, we're definitely not experts, (laughs) but something where we're coming in not right at the bottom this week, like we quite often seem to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think, um, so when this comes out, next week is the Super Bowl. Okay, next week, it happens on February the 11th, Super Bowl 57. And what we're doing here is we are helping out everybody, aren't we? We're giving our listeners a bit of a leg up so that when they're watching the Super Bowl or talking about the Super Bowl at work with their mates and stuff, you, know, you can just know a little smidgen about it, about what's going on. And, and you can actually have those conversations that is sort of the point of the pod. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a massive game now. It's just got that global recognition but I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening, especially internationally, thinking, what is that all about? Why is there so much hype and what, what's um, all the fuss about? But equally, yeah. we'd love to hear from some of our American listeners. Let us know. Do we do this justice? And uh, if you learn anything, we'd love to hear from you on that as well. Yeah, we've, um, like you said, this is quite a big topic. And we could go into talking about what the NFL is and, and American football as a, as a topic separately. And we're trying to trying to skim over everything so we just give the most important things uh we will talk about some of those bits but not perhaps in as much detail as we definitely could if we you know had double episode or something yeah 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 absolutely there are whole yeah dedicated podcasts to this but we're just trying to summarize the most interesting information within one episode of ours similar to you so i i did i lived in america for a semester so I did a, okay. like a student exchange thing and lived not too far outside of Pittsburgh. I didn't know anything about the NFL really until I went to Union America for a semester. But once I was there, I sort of got caught up in the hype. And I think it's an amazing game. I think it's so good. And it, it seems so complicated, but we'll get onto it. Like how and why it isn't as complicated as it first looks. Yeah, okay. So... I think, first of all, then, what, what is the Super Bowl, right? Well, the day in general, the day in general is almost like an unofficial holiday in the US. It's something that, yeah. that, that people get together. They celebrate this American football game, which is like the, the championship game. It's the final game, the culmination of the efforts of the, the teams that have gone in to win this, this big game. Um, but it's where, where people get together. They are there for the food, the drink, just enjoying what's going on in and around the, the NFL game. Yeah, basically. So at its most simplest, it's a game of American football, right? 
Absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, it's between yeah between the two best teams of the season that are going against each other to win the trophy to say we are the best team in the world. Use that term a bit strangely because it's just America. But we're the best team at American football in the world. And uh, yeah, it's a huge thing. Bajillions of people watch it. Uh, we'll talk about that. You know, we're talking hundreds of millions of people watch this. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of a big deal. And we just wanted to sort of talk about it. Definitely. I hadn't realised properly until this week, maybe a little bit naive. It's not all one word, Super Bowl. It's the Super <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> it's two separate words. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah crazy, right? First, first thing, first thing, if anybody's learned that there, is two actually different words. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to why in a minute, I reckon, because we'll, we'll get around there once we've just... So, I we said we... We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, and I messaged to say we can't mention the Super Bowl without, without at least spending a couple minutes talking about the actual NFL. So the NFL is is like the sport, isn't it? Is it a sport? I guess it's a company, right? But it's well, the it's, sport it, that they play. It stands for the National Football League. So they're they're the people who own and run the league and oversee all of its doing, don't they? The the NFL. So yeah, the Super Bowl is the culmination of the best team under the NFL, the National Football League. Yeah. So, so they're playing American football, which for us in England is that thing where it sort of looks like rugby and they've all got pads on. That one, right? Yes, that's the one. And uh, do we want to just mention the NFL then, how the NFL came to be? Just, just yeah. a little bit of history, just a small piece of history. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good place to start. So the NFL, the National Football League, that's been in place since 1920. So that's when, when teams were playing American football. And then you had the AFL, which is the American Football League, that then came yeah. around in 1959. And there yeah. were there were a bunch of people who wanted to try and get into the NFL, but they weren't allowed. They'd been refused entry into setting up yeah. their own teams to play in the NFL. So they went off, set up their own league and um, carried on operating for a few years. But then somebody along the way thought it might make sense. Why don't we merge these two together? Yeah, about 1966, there was a negotiation and it was like, right, we've got the American Football League and the National Football League, two groups of football teams. What if we sort of came together and just had like a whole whole overarching thing? Didn't They didn't quite merge straight away. The first thing they did was they decided they would just have a game against each other, like the best National Football League team versus the best American Football League team. That first game, which was known as the AFL-NFL World Championship game, that sounds snappy. Nice snappy title yeah. there. Yeah, you can see that caught on. Uh, that first game, which soon became known as the Super Bowl, but this is essentially what it was. They played that first game in 1967. They then yes. played in 68 and 69 until eventually the NFL and the AFL just merged into one massive football league. Which, yeah. strangely though and confusingly, became known as the NFL. <laughs> yeah, so you already had the AFL and the NFL. And then they decided to merge and the NFL won out as being the name they, that everyone then, they then goes by they've been, going, they've been going longest. So maybe they didn't bother flicking a coin. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they, they merged. And then, then the NFL is now formed from all of the football teams across America, all the major ones. And then they played their first game, which was known as the Super Bowl from now on. It was no longer called the AFL-NFL World Championship game in 1970. Didn't That's they? right. And just for anyone there, if they, they want to try and throw um, throw this in or when they're watching the Super Bowl 
next weekend. So the team that won the very first AFL-NFL World Championship game, they were the Green Bay Packers, and they beat the, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10. And the Green Bay Packers then won the second one as well, didn't they, in 1968? Yeah, they Interestingly, did. They won two in a row. One of only three teams to win two in a row. So the first Super Bowl happened in 1970. Right, that was the first Super Bowl. Then they played another one that, uh, called the Super Bowl. They, so they played one in 1970. They played again in 1971. But it was interesting how they numbered them, right? Yeah. So they've. What was it now? They're on now game four, game five. Five. Game, game officially five. game five. Yeah. Nineteen Five that they then decided in 1971 to call it Super Bowl V using the Roman numerals rather than calling it Super Bowl V. Yeah. And yeah, because what would have happened was Super Bowl One named Super Bowl One was 1970. Super Bowl Two was about to be 1971. Super Bowl Three would have then been 72 or something. So they end up all the numbers are all out of sync. And uh, they then retrospectively, these AFL, NFL World Championship games retrospectively became known as Super Bowls One, Two and Three. Yeah. Even yeah, though they weren't right. at the time. Yeah. So now, you know, th those three are officially Super Bowls. Yeah, so these two leagues merged, Super Bowl turned up. Um, I, I, I think that can, be, that can be so confusing, like why you might think it then flips to, to Roman numerals. But it, yeah. it was to try and avoid that confusion. They thought, you know, from like a marketing point of view or just trying to follow who won, which championship at which year, it would be confusing because the season starts in September and finishes at the end of January or beginning of February over the years. So that's yeah. where that confusion would be. Like the league would start in 71, it actually finishes in 72. So what yeah. do you call it? Do you call it you're the Super Bowl 71 winner or the seven, Super Bowl 72 winner? Yeah. So just let's go Roman numerals and try and make it a lot more straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the things that we've, we've not mentioned there is we've said that the teams are trying to get to the Super Bowl in the first place, they have a load of regular season games that they then play, don't they? So yep. it's not like like the Premier League or like football leagues around the world where you play a bunch of games. So you play 38 games in the Premier League and whoever finishes top of the league, they're just crowned the Premier League winners. They're the, the champions. Whereas in American football, what they do is they split 32 teams up at the start and they each put them in their own conference made up of four teams. And yep. you play you play in total, you play 16 games in the regular season, and you get one week yep. off. You play 16 games, and then determining on who's got the best winning records from those four different conferences, you then enter this knockout stage of the tournament to then get you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but let's not get bogged down in the logistics of that because there are some quite clever ways they work out who plays who. But essentially, the team plays 16 games. Whoever, you know, the teams with the most wins get into this like knockout stage and then the two best teams play in the Super Bowl. I think we, yeah. otherwise we're going to get tangled up in that, aren't we? Um, should we? So we've mentioned about the, the Roman numerals. Should we, you know, everyone's going to want to know this. Why on earth is it called the Super Bowl? Do you think we should mention that? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a couple of stories behind this. 
there's a nice like origin story. You know, quite often you get origin stories. I don't know if they look back like romantically. And so people then try and attribute a nice story to something. Apparently, one of them is that it was named after somebody's child's toy called a Super yeah. Bowl. So there was a guy called Lamar Hunt, and he was the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs in 1966. And he decided to name the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl, which was a bouncy ball and a super popular toy in America in the mid-1960s. Yeah, and, and and he didn't just pick bowl for any reason. That's not he, he didn't just come out of completely thin air. Lots of games at the time were known as bowl games, B-O-W-L, as in being played inside a bowl. Because lots of big games of football would be played in these vast stadiums. And, you know, old school foot, um, stadiums, if you look at them, look just like a bowl. They've got no lid. They just look like a bunch of seats tiered in yeah. a big, long circle, don't they? And if you be... yeah, if, if you think about that, you would play you would play all your lead up games or there wouldn't be the money and there wouldn't be the interest for every team, even like at collegiate level, even at college level or what have you, where everyone had have all these stadiums. But there would be stadiums dotted around. So that's where you would then yeah. play in all your local ones where you'd maybe have a few stands that might watch you and some spectators. But when you got to the big game, you go to the big stadium, which is the shape of a bowl. And then they got yeah. bowl and then, games. Yeah. And then those bowl games typically had names. So Miami had one. It was called the Orange Bowl. If you played in New Orleans, it'd be called the Sugar Bowl. Dallas was the Cotton Bowl. El Paso was the Sun Bowl. So football games in America, American football games, the term bowl was associated with them for a long time. Bowl games basically meant, oh, that's the biggest game of the yep. season. We, we were off to the bowl. And, you know, in your little area, everyone would know what that meant. Yep. So to, to name the biggest game of football, the Super Bowl, wasn't a stretch. You know, the word bowl is already attributed to football. So he just took the word super from Super Bowl. Went, oh, let's just call this biggest game the Super Bowl. Like, it's better than all the other bowls. Yeah, th there was some some contention with it where they think that people spectators and maybe some of the media before 1966 when he came up with his idea that they were already using that name yeah super bowl yeah, yeah. and yeah but but the nfl they stand by it they say that is the way that the name came around and it does sound like a nice story rather than attributing it to the media or somebody else they did throw around a few other names that they thought it could be it could be known as the final game um, the championship game, we obviously saw that they did go for the first couple of years of that super yeah. snazzy AFL, NFL world championship game. But yeah, finally settled on the Super Bowl. So we mentioned the fact that the Green Bay Packers actually won the first two. Well, they weren't called Super Bowls at the time, as we've said, uh, in 67 and 68. They were led by a pretty famous coach, you know, and uh, he's lent his name to the trophy, right? Yeah. So you, people might have heard of the name Vince Lombardi or people are playing yeah. for the, the Vince Lombardi trophy or the, the Lombardi trophy or just even the Lombardi. <laughs> they, they might hear it in different terminology. But yeah, so Vince Lombardi, he was he was the, the, the Green Bay Packers legendary coach, won the first two Super Bowls and they decided that they would name it after him because didn't he, he died right before Super Bowl V or Super Bowl yeah. V. Yeah, he died in 1970, just as they merged officially and became, you know, and the Super Bowl started happening legit. So, yeah, sad. Um, 
he died. They they renamed the trophy then at that point to the Vince Lombardi Trophy, and yeah. uh, it's been that ever since. So it's quite recognisable the trophy. I think people might know what it looks like. So it's it's a regulation size silver football, and it's yeah. mounted in in the kicking position and on on like a pyramid stand. So it's got three yeah. concave sides where you've got this silver football that's on the top. It's pretty heavy, 107 ounces, just under 21 okay. inches tall. Um, but I hadn't realized this. Who who makes it? Tiffany. Yeah. And co. Tiffany and co. Yeah, they make one. They also, which is not the same with all other things, they make a new one every year. So when you win it, you get to keep it. And then they make another one. Yeah, they make one every year. You keep it. It's not the same as like the um the uh, Football World Cup, which, by the way, is a, a previous episode. If you fancy going to learn about some more sport after you've listened to this. Uh, we did an episode about the World Cup. Um, yeah, they get to keep it. He's he's attributed with a pretty cool quote, um, Vince Lombardi. It goes like this. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Yeah, very nice. Isn't it? That's that cool. is a good that one. Feels right. like someone I should drill into my kids and just have them shout back at me. You know, <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> oh, definitely. So we've we've sort of covered where the names the Super Bowl comes from, the name of the trophy that everyone's playing for, and how they sort of get there at the end of the, the culmination of the football season for them. I mean, like people watching because Super Bowl, as we said at the beginning, everyone gathers together. They're not necessarily there to watch it for the game that's going on in place. But is it worth us just touching on the rules? Just so some people like have some idea if they are watching yeah. for the first time, they've got caught up in the hype about what the rules actually are. Yeah, you said actually about getting caught up in the NFL. I went to a Thanksgiving like party when I was in America okay. as well, and and the, and the football's a big deal on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, and you're watching it, and you're like oh, we know what's going on here. Everyone's cheering, and like oh, clearly everyone's on board with this. <laughs> I don't know if I can exactly work out what's going on, but it turns out it is. I mean, there's probably a load of like crazy small rules that we don't know about here, but yeah, yeah, at yeah. its simplest, it is quite a simple game, isn't it? Oh yeah. The the most simple way of putting it is you've got four chances to try and move an American football ten yards. That's like at it at its most simplest. And we will not do this justice now because we're not going to talk about the tactics or like the positions or anything that goes on with yeah. this. But should we yeah. just sort of like set the scene? Yeah, so you're on one team. You've got 11 players. I'm on the other team. I've got 11 players. We're on a, an American football pitch that is 100 yards long. Yep. Okay? You've basically got to get the ball to the other end of the pitch. You've got to get through me to, the, to, to behind me. And I've, if I get the ball, I've got to get through you to behind you. If I can't quite get all the way there, I might try and kick it through the posts. Yeah, that's, basically, that's right. right? And, and the length that we're talking about is it's 100 yards. So the pitch is 100 yards long and it's marked out in 10 meters isn't it so it's nice and clear you can see how far you're, you're progressing down the pitch and where liam's saying you're trying to go through somebody you're trying to get through a team to the other side you then score a point by getting into the end zone so it's just the the end of their pitch and when you get there you can score something called a touchdown which is worth six points if you score a touchdown you can then try and kick a field goal so you can then try and get one extra point People listening, it's possible to get two extra points for not going into that, but you try and get one mm. extra point that you can earn, like a bonus point after getting a touchdown. Yeah, and you said a minute ago about moving the ball. How do I actually get the ball down there? Basically, like you said, I've got four goes to move 10 yards. 
Now, when they, you know, they say first down, second down, third down, that means they've had their first, their first goes down. They've had a go. The second goes down. So if I get two yards forward on my first go, I've now got three more goes to go eight yards. Maybe I get another yard forward, you know, and you, and you stop me or I drop the ball or whatever. Now I've got to go seven yards. And as far as going those yards, I might pass it to a player who runs with the ball with his hands. And you might have seen that, you know, where they're jumping over people trying to stop them and things like that. Or uh, another common one, I might throw the ball. You know, that you, that's where you see the, the quarterback launch the ball and another player catches it. And he might have gone way further than 10 yards. You know, he might have got 30, 40 yards. And then, and then they all go to that position and they get another four goes to go another 10 yards. And it just, just repeats. Simple, right? I mean, it is pretty simple. It really is. <laughs> and nowadays, when you're watching it on the telly, they, they, they superimpose lines on the pitch and things. So you know yeah. how far they've got to get. Yeah. You know, and it's like, right, you know, they're on their second half. So they've got two goes to get to this imaginary yellow line that you can now see on the pitch because they've gone right. seven yards and they've got to get three more. And um, then if, if you don't make it 10 yards within four attempts, then the ball gets handed over to the other team. And then yeah. they start coming back the other way and then trying to yeah. get to your goal. And yeah. the way that they, the way, the way that it works is it's split into four 15 minute quarters of play. Yeah. But don't let, don't let that make you think if somebody said, do you want to come along and watch the Super Bowl and think, oh, it's only four 15 minute quarters. I'll end, that's only an hour. That sounds quite good. Yeah. I, I can do an hour. You're looking at a good three hours. <laughs> Yeah. Easy, a good two and three half, hours. Two and a half to three hours is the average time for a game of American football because of all the stops. But again, like that's that's more rules, timeouts and things. Um, but no, but anyway, yeah, that's that's the rules I think of the game at its most simplest. So you know, if we, like you said, if we've got some American football fans and they want to let us know how badly we did that or how well we did it, then please do let us know because. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, so loads of things are not spoken about. Yeah, the, the different positions or punting the ball away or when they spike it, all, all this terminology. We don't need to know that. That's the, the no, We're talking about the Super Bowl. The, the essence of the, the high level of the, of the Super Bowl. But there are reasons that people watch the Super Bowl other than the rules and other than what the score of the game is. And it's, it's so popular, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. When we say people watching this, Here's a little fact. The last Super Bowl was watched by 115, more than 115 million people in the US alone. Wow. That is the most watched thing on American television of all time. The Super Bowl. That's big. Of the, of the 10 most watched things ever on TV in America, nine of them have been Super Bowls. <laughs> And the other one is the Apollo space landings that they're not too sure about. You know, this was like in the 60s about the numbers of, is it legit? Yeah. So yeah. it might well be that the top 10 of all things watched have been Super Bowls. Wow. Well, that is good, isn't it? And wasn't it last year that they were saying 77% of all TVs that were on in America were watching the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's like... We're in England. Can you imagine something that would have like nearly 80% of everybody watching the same thing? I don't think people do that when England play football. I, I'm yes, sure that, you they know, do. do Just because you're not into it. Yeah, definitely. If like, yeah. what, right, right. Like the World we're Cup. We're going to do wrap, wrap up series. I'm going to find that out. So the World Cup or the, um, yeah, when England got to the World Cup, like semis or the Euro final, that must have been up there. Must have been up there. I'm going to look into that. That's, um, that's a wrap-up episode right there. But yeah, so 
it's it's massive as far as viewership goes. 225 different television stations will be showing it. 450 radio stations will be playing it. And approximately 180 countries around the world will be watching it or will, it, will be showing it. This is a big, big deal as far as eyes on the screen. And because of that, it creates like this, this other little, this, this other monster, not little, the monster of, of advertising, right? Yeah. I, I think you, you said to me in the week as well, saying there's almost like a FOMO that builds with it as well, where people just want to get involved and they want to watch it for different reasons. And some people, they watch the Super Bowl just to watch the adverts, which sounds a bit yeah. nuts, but yeah. it's become such a big thing now that companies pay enormous amounts of money and they put so much effort into the adverts that they're showing because they know there's so many eyeballs watching yeah. those adverts. And yeah. so for last year, a 30-second TV advert during the Super Bowl was $7 million. So paying for the slot, paying for a 30-second yeah. slot yeah. during the Super Bowl was $7 million. And there are about 70 or so adverts over the whole thing. So we're talking half a billion pounds on advertising revenue, approximately. Like, wow. And yeah, and like I, I, I was looked into like, why, why is it that expensive? But it's like a cycle. Like, why is it that expensive? Because so many people are watching it. Like, it's yeah. just, like you're saying, it's just, there's just so many eyes on it that they can afford that. Did you read they sell out all the adverts by September? They've already, they've already sold all the slots like six months ahead of time. It's mad, isn't it? And it's it's that whole thing. People people know and then expect that it's going to be good and it's going to be big. And then the companies then buy it. Wasn't it Google or Apple or someone? They they spent yeah. an, an exorbitant amount on it. Yeah, 2020 is the most apparently the most expensive Super Bowl advert of all time. Amazon and Google both bought 90 second adverts. So you're saying, you know, it's sort of six million dollars a time back then. They've paid nearly 17 million dollars each. To play it, to play it, a one, wow. one advert, not like a trailer that's in front of loads of movies for like three months at the cinema. You know, it's not like yeah. that. Or in England, or any, you know, an advert repeats. This is one advert. It's just one time. Yeah, but I think now on like YouTube, you can get the next day after the Super Bowl, you can get like the advert compilations. You can get people yeah. like showing you, and people then want to see it. if they missed it. They're like, oh, there was an Apple advert, was there at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Let me go and look that up. Let me go and see it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you know a hundred plus million people are about to see this, what what's you might as well like it's worth it. Is it worth it? I suppose it must be. Like it must be they wouldn't be paying it, would they? <laughs> you know? But like, and we'll talk about any second now, the halftime show, right? Yeah. But imagine your advert is immediately after the halftime show. So you know everyone's tuning in, you got all those other people. My wife will watch the Super Bowl to watch the halftime show. She doesn't know anything about the Super Bowl. Exactly. Literally nothing. Literally exactly. not a single thing and doesn't care about anything else other than the 15 minutes so-and-so's on stage performing. But if she just catches that last, the, that, the first advert before she walks away and stops watching, yep. it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, that's the thing. So when when the next day in, in the UK, when they announce the result or whatever, or even like the build-up to the Super Bowl, they talk about the game and the teams that are playing and who's performing at the half halftime show. It like comes hand yeah. in hand now, doesn't it? Where those things are then mentioned all together and it's just got bigger and bigger and um, sort of turned into like a monster, hasn't it? The halftime show getting bigger who's and bigger. Doing, who's doing this year's halftime show? It's Usher, isn't it? 
Yeah. Only the big potatoes do that nowadays, don't they? Yeah. They do you know they don't get paid though, but again, it's 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 um exposure, isn't it? It's it's the fact that their downloads spike by hundreds and hundreds of percent immediately after yep. doing the show. Yep. You know, uh, Justin Timberlake's in 18 went up 534%. Lady wow. Gaga's went up a thousand percent the next day. Like, do you know this isn't Usher's first performance? Yeah, didn't you know, he took he joined with someone else, didn't he, or something yeah. in a different one? Yeah, so he performed alongside the Black Eyed Peas in 2011, but this will be the first time of him headlining it so again a little fact you can throw out there with anybody who you're watching it with this weekend oh, do you know this isn't actually usher's uh, first time nah. <laughs> do you also know the uh, the first halftime shows they were marching bands weren't they the uh, the very first one 1967 super bowl one was the university of arizona symphonic marching band yeah and they they formed the shape of a liberty bell on the on the pitch and then made it okay. look like it was ringing you know those bands when they walk around and make it look like That's someone's clever. moving that's clever. Uh, yeah. So for a long time, it was just stuff like that. It wasn't a big deal. Well, it was, yeah, definitely the first three years were, were marching bands. And then it was 1970 where Carol Channing became the first singer to perform at a halftime show. But I think it's just like, it just represents like how commercialized it's got over and over the mm -hmm. years. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going off, going rogue here, but I'm pretty sure that you've got something called the two minute warning where it's two okay. minutes before the end of a quarter that was brought in because advertisers wanted more slots. Oh, so wow. Ju just in the NFL in general, it's not just for the Super Bowl, but that two minute warning wasn't there in, in the rules originally. And then the advertisers forced it more commercially. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl halftime show got pretty big. 1993, a certain person called Michael Jackson performed at the halftime show. And that's sort of known as the, like the, that was the tipping point between sort of, normal low-key acts and Bertie Potatoes acts. He was sponsored by Pepsi at the time and they sponsored the Super Bowl as well. And I don't know if there must have been some sort of like, come and do a bit of this. And, uh, yeah. Well, you, you, you're bound to mention that one, aren't you? Well, I'm a fan of his as well, yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he popped out the stage and stood still for like at least a minute, minute and a half, two minutes of the start of his show. Like anyone else is like going straight into a song and he just stood there. Like, How long do minutes. they get? How long do they, do they get to perform? 15 minutes. You know, you've got 15 minutes. I only need 13, so I'm going to stand still for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's showmanship, isn't it? Anyway, so yeah. We, we, can't, we can't move off from the halftime shows without mentioning the most, one of the most infamous moments in Super Bowl history. In TV history, I would say. Yeah. Do you not think that it's quite a big deal given the amount of people that were watching the TV at the time? Yeah, absolutely. People thinking now, we've already mentioned his name a moment ago. This is Justin Timberlake. This was back in February 1st, 2004, where he was performing alongside Janet Jackson. And we all know what happened right at the end of that song. Justin Timberlake accidentally exposed Janet Jackson. Yeah, pulled her top off to reveal one of her bedazzled nip plays. So uh, apparently, yeah, apparently it was an accident, but I don't know if I buy that. But yeah, Again, like, yeah, the, the the publicity and everything that came off the back of that was absolutely enormous. It yeah, it caused a load of controversy internationally, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because the NFL being a family family show, people are watching. But yeah, we couldn't couldn't not um, mention that. You know, another commercial aspect is the like hosting it. 
Oh yeah. You know, loads of cities try and host it. They, you know, they they um put in bid four years ahead of time. You know, can we please host Super Bowl sixty three or something like? And uh, it's estimated that you know over half a million, a half a billion dollars will will flow into an economy. LA apparently they reckon they got five hundred and seventy one million dollars came into their economy just for hosting the Super Bowl final. We've talked before about hosting World Cups and things. Yes. This is one game. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't like a week thing. You know, I mean, it, it spreads out over a week, but it's still just a single game. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the money that it then generates. But it's half it's, a billion dollars. I know I've been saying it. it it's, it's even on the day at the game, it's not just those couple of hours. There's a massive build-up beforehand. There's all the, the tailgate parties and everything that people do. There's, you know, it's a real event that they've turned it into, um, you know, much more of a, a spectacle. Should we touch on some of the, the stats around most successful teams or players or some of the things that have happened over the years? Yeah, okay. Um, so most Super Bowl wins? Yeah, what? Uh, an individual? Oh, yeah, go on then. Individual as a Tom person. Brady. Tom Brady, people have probably heard of tom brady <laughs> probably absolutely incredible so he's got seven which is the most super bowl wins and the players when they win so we're saying they're playing for the vince lombardi trophy they also get a ring don't they which is yeah super bowl ring super bowl ring so he's got seven super bowl rings which is the most and he's also been five time mvp of the super bowl so the most valuable player of the super bowl yeah like man of the match i guess if you're in yeah. england that's yeah. thing. um Incidentally, he's won more Super Bowls than any team has because the Patriots have won it six times uh, and so have the Pittsburgh Steelers. New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers have both won it six times. He's won it seven times. Like, that is good. That's crazy, right? He won it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, didn't he? Yeah. That is cool. That's a good one. That's a good one that he's then won it more than any team has. I yeah. found out there was, a, there was a team that had a perfect season in 1972. So they won okay. all of their regular season games. Then they won, obviously, all the games in the knockouts to the to the Super Bowl. And it was the Miami Dolphins. They're the only team, the Miami Dolphins, in 1972 to have a perfect season. Okay. Interesting. Um, what else we got? We said the Patriots have won it the most. Well, with the Steelers. Patriots have also been in the final the most. They've been in 11 finals. Okay. Lost 5-1-6. Um, four teams have never got to the Super Bowl. Which is, oh, I'd have thought it'd be, <laughs> I'd have thought it'd be more than that. There's like 32 teams. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have thought that'd be more than that. You know, you think about like in England, like how many teams have got to the, the FA Cup final? Yeah. We're an English fan, you know, like far more haven't than have. But the, the four teams that haven't, the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They oh, have, uh, they have, they have not got to, um, to the final. I just thought we're not even going to touch on today about the NFL draft system and how you get your teams in the first place or anything along those lines, are we? No. So if anybody thinks, why haven't no. they mentioned that again? This is coming back to more in line with the Super Bowl than just the NFL in general. Yeah, I like some of the facts around like the names of the teams. Yeah, I like the Dolphins. You know, they're from Miami, right? Most teams, actually, uh, they, they let... When they were when they were being formed in sort of like the late 60s, 70s, they would they put out like I don't know, like a vote. Like what do you want what do you want our team to be called? Yeah. And people would write in 
and then they would obviously take the best suggestions. I and uh, yeah, dolphins won because they're in Miami and there's a lot of dolphins around, I guess. And a lot of people said, let's go with the dolphins. Yeah, that sounds good. Almost and like going back same. to flags when we did flags a couple of weeks ago. Like, what's that emblem that sums us up as a yeah. as a community, as a you know, as a one thing? But there, there's some good stories behind it. So the Dallas Cowboys, which is the most valuable franchise in the NFL, which is worth over two billion dollars by far the most valuable, the Dallas Cowboys. They nearly were called the Dallas Rangers. Okay. So they, they tried to be called the Dallas Rangers. That was their first choice back in 1959. But then they realized that there was a minor league baseball team that already had that name. So they couldn't pick it. Then you got some other ones. You got the New York Jets. So they were originally known as the Titans, but... Right the franchise changed its name to the Jets in 1963 because their home stadium was near LaGuardia Airport yeah, in New yeah. York. So yeah. they're near Jets. So they wanted to be called Jets. Apparently, New York liked it because it rhymed with Mets, which is the baseball team. So you've got the New York Mets and New York Jets. Um, okay. What else you got? Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, that's because they've been a heavy industrial steel for many many years so yeah a few different names that make sense denver broncos we were saying people put in our uh, votes denver they asked for um teams to uh like um they asked for fans to submit an essay about why they should be called what they're called and then they would choose the best one okay the guy that suggested the denver broncos wrote an essay of 25 words what's that like two sentences or something like <laughs> yeah. i think we should be called the denver broncos because and then like one sentence <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway, that's the one and then you got one here, Cleveland Browns. It's like, why, why on earth are they called the Browns? There are, again, like something else we're not going to talk about. Some of the controversies, right? Some of the names. Like, I, I, I'm a fan of the Washington Redskins, right? Not called that now, though. You know, they're now called the Washington Commanders. Lots of um, baseball teams and basketball teams changing their names because of connotations to things from the past. Yeah, um, but so yeah, the, why are they called the Cleveland Browns? So the Cleveland Browns. It was a homage or like in honor of the franchise first coach called Paul Brown. And he said, no, 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 don't, don't call it after me. I don't need to call the whole franchise after That's me as a coach. But then, then they, they decided that um, the person who owned it, it, they nearly went down the route of calling it the Cleveland Panthers, but then they carried on. They stuck with the, the Cleveland Browns. Wow. That's nuts. Imagine that. Yeah. Having a whole franchise. Yeah, I'm from Swindon, right? If, if I die and Swindon come out of a team, are they going to call them the Swindon Liams? <laughs> That's nuts. That'd be a good one. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's growing all the time. It's getting more and more commercialised. The NFL, the Super Bowl, has so many people watching it. It's turning into such a, a big game. And one of the things that the NFL, they keep on talking about, is just expanding the league and making yeah. a number of teams that play it get bigger and bigger because that mean, then means they can sell more game rights. They can then get more advertising money. There's more merchandise, like all of it then grows. And what they're looking yeah. at doing is seeing if they can expand it from 32 teams that we said, possibly up to about 40 teams. They might have to go 32, 34, 36 to 40 or whatever, yeah. but trying to get to 40. And the way that they think they might do that is by going internationally. Yeah, being from England and sort of following the NFL, they do play games in London now, don't they? Yeah, they play games yeah. at the Tottenham Stadium and at Wembley. 
there is a big and they sell out as well this you know this is 80 plus thousand selling them out immediately as well there's a lot of appetite they think perhaps for a london-based team and they actually include the games don't they when they play away they're not friendlies like they might be in football they are actual they count and the jacksonville is it the jacksonville jaguars they've sort of called london home they they play they play home games they they give up playing one in jacksonville to come and play one in london yeah there's there's been a lot of speculation like will they move are the jacksonville jaguars going to move but they keep on categorically saying that they're not going to move and then there's a whole like logistics nightmare about having a team over in europe so they're thinking that a way that they might expand it so they they could expand it into canada they could expand it into mexico or what have you but one of the ways they could expand it into europe is by having four teams start at once and then that would then be like the european conference and then those yeah. four teams would Thank then play each other. each other to cut down on travel time. And then they would then fly over to the US for a couple of weeks and then do those away games yeah. over in the US. So who knows? Because they also play games in they play games in Germany, don't they? Uh, yeah. And they play games in Mexico as well yeah. uh, now. So any of those places, I guess. They've obviously got an appetite for the, for the sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would that do to the Super Bowl? Does that mean we get a Super Bowl in, America, in London? Like yeah, they're not going to do that. Are they? Can't like, see that know. happening. I can't no see that. That's almost like saying like the FA Cup, letting the FA Cup being played in Beijing or something. Yeah, not happening. So anyway, have you got any uh, last little facts about? I've got a few little just nuggets that just a few facts. You know, should we just throw some facts back and forth? I've not even mentioned some of these, so I'll just quickly tell you some. You know, there were some things that were just um, going through my head then about like the salary caps and all these other things that happen in the NFL that we're not getting into. But no, yeah, go go ahead. No, yeah, you specifically, specifically the Super Bowl. Uh, they will spend, Americans will spend over a billion dollars on beer during the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it's the second biggest eating day of the year for Americans. Yes. Yeah. Behind yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, what was the other one I was going to read? The first Super Bowl ticket. Nowadays you can get tickets, you know, they are ridiculous. First Super Bowl ticket, $19.67, $12. Uh, I, I had a little look into this, like the resale price of tickets were up at like $9,000 to try and wow. go and go and get a ticket um, to go to the game, which the, is uh, absolute madness. The coin toss coin is freshly minted every year. Do you know this? <laughs> Specifically for the uh, NFL, it has a picture of the trophy on one side and then a logo for wherever this, the, 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 uh, the game is on the what? other side. Is that the Vince Lombardi trophy that's made by yeah. Tiffany? That one. We now know. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, have you got a takeaway? Yes, I've got a two guys, one topic takeaway for you. And this is down okay. to viewership. So I don't know, maybe, maybe this is a little bit bad to be using this as my takeaway. So we've said how popular it is and how many people watch it. But I just wanted to put it into a little bit of perspective. So we're saying that 115 million people watched the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. The 2022 World Cup final. So we're talking soccer now. Yeah. Do you know how many eyes were on that? Or how many people watched it? Not even eyes. It was one Um, and a half billion people. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Well, if you're American, tell us what you think about that. (laughs) Because. That's real football. <laughs> real football has 10 times the amount of viewers. But 
you know, th this 115 million people, that's in America alone. I mean, it's going to be over 200, maybe, you know, it's going to be closer to 300 million, I would imagine, around the world. But like you're saying, that's still 20% of the number of people that watch yeah. the Football World Cup. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So anyway, yeah. so what is your two guys, one topic takeaway? During the Super Bowl, 1.3 billion chicken wings will be eaten between Saturday and Sunday over a single weekend. <laughs> 1.3 billion, right? Now, if you turn that, that, if you work out how much a chicken wing weighs, about three ounces, that's about 30 grams, something like that, 28 grams, something. So we're talking 117,000 tons of chicken wings, right? Okay. But what, what I hear you say is 117,000 tons of chicken wings the same as, Okay. During this two days, Saturday, Sunday, 7,300 double-decker buses worth of chicken wings will be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Tell us again. How many double-decker? 7,300 double-decker buses worth of chicken wings. <laughs> oh, or, or a slightly smaller number might be easier to remember, about 12 Eiffel Towers. Oh, worth. I thought you were going to do it in football pitches. I thought you were going to say, or... 12 football pitches worth. Or okay, well, I will look into the length of a chicken wing and I'll tell you what 1.3, I'll do it on the wrap-up, what 1.3 billion chicken wings is as far as length of a football pitch. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I, I think that's been really interesting this week. I've loved some of those, just those tidbits, some of the or, origination stories about how the, the NFL actually came about, how the Super Bowl came about, some of the confusion about... It wasn't actually called the Super Bowl for the first few years. And then in the fifth year, they switched it to Roman numerals. Um, yeah. I think that's been yeah an interesting episode, learning all about the Super Bowl and what it means yeah. to, and, to Americans. And, you know, if we spoke about it a bit quick, go back and listen, like how the game is played as well. Like what is yeah. actually happening as you're watching it? What do they mean second down? They mean that they've had their second go. Their second go is down. They've got two more goes. And all they've got to do is get 10 yards, you know? Um, Simple. Yeah, like you said, there is so much of this we haven't mentioned. If any, you know, anyone wants us to mention it in the wrap up or anything, do let us know and uh, we'll do so. Definitely. But, Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed it. Get in contact with us for anything you want to add at Two Guys One Topic on all of the social channels. Yeah, look forward to hearing from you and look forward to being back with you next Tuesday. But until then. Get out there and share some Super Bowl knowledge. Two separate words. Nice.